0: Hi. Welcome back to our monthly podcast. I'm really excited about this month, but before we jump into uh, our guest and learn a little bit more about him... Uh, I'm excited that you're with us as we just talk about faithfully leading and faithfully living. I want to remind you too, if you're watching, this is on iTunes or Spotify, or if you're li- as you're listening, and uh, would like you to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. That really does help us out. Uh, we also every year uh, or every month, sorry, will be giving away to someone a book. Uh, who is one of our followers of our podcast. And this month's winner is Amanda Kling, who has won the book from last month's podcast, Hope in the Darkness, by Craig Groeschel. So look for next month's book giveaway. And congratulations, Amanda. So we are really, really super happy and excited uh, for you and that. Today I am really excited about our guest. Uh, Our guest is Carrie Brooks. Carrie is a longtime friend of mine. We've known each other probably what fifteen years now. I think something like that. At least that. Yeah, right. At least that. I've watched your kids grow up. You watched my kids get born and kind of growing up a little bit here and there. And so, um, uh, but Carrie is one of those um, uh, men of faith that I truly believe when Hebrews talks about those in the hall of fame of faith. Uh, Carrie, you are one of those people that I just put that and say, uh, I aspire to have a faith uh, like yours because uh-huh. it is truly, truly amazing. So, uh, welcome. So Thank glad you. you're here with us. We're going to dive in and hear a little bit about you and your leadership style as you faithfully live and faithfully lead as well. But first, why don't you tell us a little bit about your family?
1: Uh, well, it's great to be here, pa- Pastor Greg. Um, I have four children, three boys. Um, the oldest is Carrie Junior. Uh, second oldest is Ken, and then Rob, and the youngest is my daughter Libby. And they're um, fun, lively, uh, a funny group, and yeah. uh, uh, they're they're in their close to their thirties now, um, thirty to thirty five, and so um, I'm having a lot of fun with them as adults. Uh, it's exciting. Uh, Carrie Junior is um, quite a talented guy, and he's a head brewer at our um, brewery. And he can do all kinds of things, and that's fun to see him come into his own here um, in his uh, uh, early 30s. And so that's fun. Ken's uh, uh, doing great. He works with me and along with Rob in my law firm. And uh, Ken married this uh, wonderful woman, and they have uh, three children. Uh, Will is the oldest. He's four. Uh, then Quinn is three, and June is one and a half. And so wow. he's got a house full of uh, fun entertainment there, and uh, Rob and Lib are uh, still, you know, working on their careers and developing that. Um, Rob works with me as a patent attorney, and Libby is a, a certified public accountant.
0: Wow, wow, yeah. that's just terrific! Hey, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about your faith journey? Because your faith story is inspiring to me.
1: Oh, well, uh, you know, I wasn't—I uh, um, didn't grow up in the church. I remember uh, going to, uh, kindergarten. And, and, um, I would say, you know, maybe about the time that I was, uh, six or seven, my parents stopped going to, um, mm. a church for some reason. They're, mm. they're from, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and they came up, uh, to Detroit for, you know, some of the good jobs, if you would, and, the um, factories. And then, you know, I'm not sure exactly what happened, but, uh, all my brothers and sisters tell me that they just, you know, stopped going to church. So, you know, um, Uh, Later on in uh, life, you know, I I went to um, uh, Michigan State University and um, uh, after I graduated from uh, Michigan State University, I got really sick. And I was in the hospital for like about six weeks, and uh, really couldn't find out what was wrong with me. And wow. uh, found um, eventually, they figured out that I had the cyst in my pancreas. Mm-hmm. And then they put me in this ward with with people that had uh, the similar kind of um, ailment, if you would. And hmm. they put uh, gave me one uh, roommate, and he died a few days later. And then they wow. brought another one in, and he died from the same thing, you know, a couple of days after that. Wow. And I had the surgery and I was thankful to um, make it through it, you know, and I don't really uh, know how that happened. But at uh, any rate, um, and then, you know, I used to run around with the guys and stuff, but I couldn't go to uh, any place that they usually went to. And so my friends told me that, uh, you know, there were a lot of cute girls hanging out at the roller skating rink. And so I started yeah. going there and uh, I met my wife there. So, and um you know we got married just you know we dated for 2 months and we got uh got married you know No way I didn't yeah, know that yeah. wow okay and so and then um you know she started we had started having children about 2 years later and and I was uh, going to law school at night while um I was working and uh you know she came from a Lutheran family like um mm-hmm. she um went to a Lutheran elementary school and high school and uh well i I think she might have gone to public high school, but her parents were Lutheran and their yeah. you know the German heritage, if you would and uh I could tell that you know faith was really important to her, you know, mm-hmm. and uh she would try to get me to to go to church, and you know I was kind of tired, but <laughs> Sunday rolled around <laughs> right, and that sort right. of thing uh, but really, you know I think that um you know the Holy Spirit worked through her mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. and worked through me, and mm-hmm. I could tell that this was something. Uh, you know, important to her. So I started going to church with her and the family, and it was really neat. It was in the chapel, and you had yeah. to scoot down the aisle, you know, the the pew to make rooms for people. And it was it was yeah. enjoyable then. You know, yeah. it was really. Crowded, and then there was times that you know you actually couldn't get into the chapel. There are right. so many people, right? Uh, but you know, she—it uh, was really great because um, she really, uh, you know, lived out her faith every day. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like you know, mm-hmm. I, I think it was really a really beautiful experience to see you know happen mm-hmm. on a mm-hmm. daily basis, mm-hmm. and um, you know, uh, so. I didn't have all the head knowledge that, you know, a lot of the people have. And so I, sure. I you know, since since then, you know, I've read the Bible a number of times. But, right. you know, people are um, affected by different things. And I became affected by really the um, contemporary Christian music. You know, it really spoke right. to me. Yeah. You know, my wife uh, my wife actually was working for Compassion International, you know, and oh, okay. she would go to these things and do a table yeah. at these concerts. and Yeah. And so we kind of got into that, but um, you know, it just was uh, something that you know, as I, um, you know, went along, if you would, you know, I became aware, you know, yeah. I, you know, I would, I wouldn't say I had an awakening or that sort of thing, but but I became aware of what work the Holy Spirit had done in me and mm-hmm. and this faith, and you know, uh, I always knew there was something else, but you know, besides just this life that we have here, but and I really became to understand um uh a little bit more and really it was like a, more of a heart thing for me mm-hmm. of of uh that led to a relationship with Christ you know so um yeah you know it's uh, uh really a blessing you know I I think God for my wife I I think that uh, she was my greatest gift yeah. and that um she was really like God's love letter to me
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know, I think I hear you talking about that, and and it's so true. How I think that God does surround us with, um, and, and this is what scriptures say a marriage is, right? Of where we're surrounded with a person uh, to not serve us or be served by us, but to actually walk alongside us, yeah. and uh, just just a person who encourages, supports uh, sometimes rebukes us, right. Uh, but, but really is there to just, just help us in this journey. And, uh, and, and that's a, a, just a a beautiful and a sweet thing that, that we get to, to be part of for for that time. Yeah. So yeah. And man, I mean, you just really, uh, I, I knew Christian music. I didn't know, you know, I knew contemporary Christian music was a love of yours because, uh, you brought so many concerts here to yeah. this place. Yeah, it was great. Uh, before they're big, I mean, Laura's Story before she was kind yeah. of, you know, Phil Wickham we had yeah. uh, before he was kind of big. Um, you know, we just recently had 10th Avenue North that you helped bring here as well. And yeah, we uh,
1: had that was the first concert we did was um, in 2019. Yeah, and it was uh, 10th Avenue North, and they yeah. just got started. I mean, yeah, they had been around, but they yeah. just yeah uh, won an um an award, a Dove yeah. Award, and uh. So that was exciting. It was, and it was uh, the the church was packed. Yeah, and it was a great thing to see. I mean, yeah. the young kids really enjoyed it. It was wonderful. And uh, yeah, that was you know um, over the years, you know, some parents came up to me, and particularly, uh, you know, even like Karen Ranking she yeah. said how much uh, those concerts meant to her children. So that was yeah. You know, I you know I was trying to share. Yeah. With somebody yeah. what, you know, the gift that I had been given. Yeah. And uh, having fun at the same time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so all this faith journey um, is amazing. And you have got this amazing heart. And you're a lawyer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, right? there's a few good ones. Yeah, know? right.
0: No, there's a lot of great lawyers uh, <laughs> out there, and uh, you are absolutely one of, of the tops. But t- how do you go about? What first? Tell us a little about the practice of law that you're in, and then and then how do you how do you want to become a lawyer?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm in something called intellectual property, and that's you know has to do with creating property rights uh, regarding, uh, ideas. Okay. Mm -hmm. A little bit, a little bit more complicated than that. So, you know, we mainly work on, um, obtaining patents for, um, you know, companies or individuals. My practice is mainly, uh, for big companies, uh, or getting trademarks or copyrights and that sort of thing. And so I kind of got into it because, you know, when I was going to, um, you know, high school I really love science and the physical um I really love physical science and math okay. and and I like to debate. You know, I was on yeah. the I was on the debate team but they called it forensics. I think that's a uh, you know, a Greek um, term for how the philosophers used to argue. Okay. Uh, but at any rate, so I enjoyed uh, doing these uh, arguments. And, uh, but I also thought, you know, I liked uh, biology and, and, you know, I thought that it would be great to be a doctor and help people and that sort of thing. So, you know, I went to uh, Michigan State and I was uh, like a pre-med for um, the first year. And uh, I got done with the first year of courses and I had like just a little bit over a 3.6 average. And, you know, I saw this counselor and he said, well, that's never going to be good enough to uh, get into med school. And I thought, oh man, that was a lot of work to get a 3.6 something. And so then I had lots of buddies, you know, I played uh, hockey in junior A uh, uh, and I was a captain of a junior A team in uh, Canada. And my buddies were on, some of my buddies were on Michigan State and they said, hey, you know, you can play here. Why don't you come out and play? And so I did. And uh, so then I looked around and I said, well, okay, if I'm not going to be a doctor, what what can I do? And, um, you know, I looked at all the uh, curriculum and this is the truth. Um, I thought that chemical engineering was the toughest major, the most difficult to get through At Michigan State, and so I picked that major. Um, But first, before I started getting into it, I went to the placement office, you know, and uh, I looked at, like, you know, what percentage of people got a job graduating with that degree and what they get paid. And, you know, it all was good. uh, That was at the top, really, at that time. Uh, And so I decided to get into that. And then near the end of that, I was um, into the chemical engineering uh, program. I got this uh, uh, award for the National Chemical Engineer Student Contest problem where you design a plant and you try to uh, make it the most profitable and all that. And the the guy that taught that had lots of patents, you know, and okay. he talked to me about, you know, uh, guys that, you know, uh, get patents and the, and the patent attorneys that do the work for them. And, you know, and it seemed like a great combination between the ability to, Um, uh, do the debate if you would argue and also loving science so you know we get to see all kinds of new interesting things you get to argue and that sort of thing you get to learn the law and the science and the engineering and so it's very intellectually stimulating and uh, as it turns out it's just a fantastic uh, career there's like over two million attorneys and there's only like 26 patent attorneys in the country. Wow. Yeah.
0: See, I, I didn't realize that. And, yeah, you
1: have to have an engineering degree or, or a degree in the physical sciences yeah. to actually, you have to take another test besides, a pat, besides the state bar. You have to take a patent uh, bar test, and you can't sit for that without those degrees.
0: Wow. And so I learned that because your son was going yeah. through it at uh, Wayne State, right? Yeah, And um, that's when I first learned, I, I think for, gosh, probably 14 years now, I didn't realize that the patent attorney's also you had to have a, a degree in, in one of those sciences and uh I, it just blew my mind. Yeah, honestly. those two
1: things don't really match mix, mix yeah. you know, like engineering or engineering or science it's more precise and then, you know, law's gray and yeah. you know, seems, you know, in most and it's a lot of reading. So, yeah. you know, I remember when I was um, studying engineering, I, you read the same sentence for four times before I could figure out what it really said. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So. Well, I do that with the Bible a lot of times <laughs> too. So <laughs> figuring out what Jesus says. Yeah. Oh man. So uh, something interesting, if I can just sidestep a little yeah. bit too, you said you picked chemical engineering because that was the toughest yeah. Toughest one to to do. And, and I, I guess th- that just tells me a little bit about I mean, can you talk about, I, I think leaders, leaders never look for the easy road. They always look to say, I want to take the tough road or the high road on that. Can you just maybe, maybe share a little bit about just what's in you that says, I want to take, I, I want to, I want to achieve and, and thrive to the best.
1: Do you know? Yeah. Well, I think that's, you know, kind of, um, you, it's an innate property that's actually built into mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. you know it doesn't come out in in everyone and may right. not come out uh, uh, early on but you know we're really um, you know I think we're uh, we're here for a greater purpose you know and yeah. and um, we should you know if we're going to do something you know we should do it to the best of our ability and and yeah. really you know that goes for you know can, you can't do it and everything, but you can do it a lot of things, whether it's your career, you know, you know, I really thought that about my marriage, you know, like I was constantly trying to make it better and, uh, just, um, really, uh, you know, it's part of your character, kind of like, you know, part of, uh, you know, of you, but it also says, you know, a lot about, you know, why you, why you live the way you do, you know, that you're, you know, all that honors God really. Yeah
0: yeah and I think I think one of the things that comes out also is this not being afraid to fail fail and and really saying, you know what I'm gonna try and I'm gonna give it my best I'm gonna go and I'm gonna work as hard as I can and work to to succeed yeah. and um, not letting the fear of failure or the intimidation of something uh, kind of stop us right. from from what we're trying to do so right.
1: yeah yeah I mean yeah. I would say that um you know, I'm a thinker planner, you know, Uh if you would. Uh Um, And so I do that, and I really work hard at um, whatever I'm trying to accomplish. But, you know, my experience uh, has been that, you know, a lot of times um, that may not work. But usually God's plan for my experience has been God's plan for me is always better than mine. You know, I still try to use—I kind of take the approach in life that— God has provided a you know uh, an endless abundance of things for us to use, mm. and it's just a matter of us trying to um, figure out how to do that and try to do it the best we're capable of. Yeah. but a lot of times it doesn't always turn out the way that we want it to, mm. but it leads to other great things you know yeah. that's really been my ex- experience of my life in lots of different ways.
0: Yeah, no, that's so true I, I think I think God really has given us everything we need. In this life, to care for od- others and care yeah. for ourselves, and um, and and then really too to just trust in Him and say, "Hey, this is a God that rose from the dead. Right? He's going to take care of us even greater than we can always understand." Right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so how do you how do you live out your faith in your practice of law?
1: Well, you know. Um, it- uh, attorneys get a lot of knocks and that sort of thing and <laughs> yeah. you know i rarely watch any of these uh, um, you know lawyer shows or movies or right. anything because i think they're like really pretty unrealistic you know mm, like mm-hmm. i live out my uh you know uh, my faith by basically you know the judeo-christian uh, mm-hmm. values if you mm-hmm. will. you know honesty integrity um, mm. trying to help people whenever you get a chance to help people even if there's not going to be something in it for you if right. you would but uh you know and then you know try to use um uh the opportunity to meet people um just to um just live out your faith right in in front of them just not so much you know uh in words if you would but your actions and how yeah. you how you carry yourself and you know in uh, with the people that i work with i've done a number of things to Um, Help other people. I've started, um, you know, I think one of the things, one of the great things that, um, you know, I learned in my faith is the gift of learning, you know, actually how to give, you know, to let go, to uh, really trust. Like when you have a partner that you completely trust, Mm. I mean, that's one of the, you know, most awesome uh, things you can have in life. And so, mm. you know, I think God wants that kind of a relationship with us that we really trust. So, mm. you know, I was, I, you know, did a lot of things where we raised um, uh, money for uh, uh, different shelters around the Detroit area and uh, uh, fed people, if you would, we put together these, um, uh, you know, feeding, uh programs. If we have sure. think uh, kids against Hunger is we yeah. used a number of times. And, um, so I got people to, you know, basically donate their time as a professional doing work for me. And we took the money from that work and donated it to these different, um, charities around, uh, the Detroit area. And I think that, you know, uh, we donated over $300,000 doing that, you know, right. uh, through, uh, a law firm that I worked in. And, uh, then from there we, um, you know we all i started this alms project that yeah. you know does the yeah. uh, concerts and also does more um things like uh uh doing the feeding programs and digging uh water wells and things like that yeah. uh but it, you know in in uh the places where i've worked i've uh, i've been bold and we've had lots of different um you know i ran bible studies there right. and just with a few people and you know, I also um, got other people to come in. I did the Ray Vanderland series. Mm. And a lot of uh, the 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 um, people of Jewish faith came to that, you yeah. know, and they yeah. really liked it. Yeah. And, you know, because we share that same uh, heritage with mm-hmm. them. We sure. share those Absolutely. same values, if yeah. you would. Um, and we did um, the Truth Project uh, yes. there. And, and we did the Purpose Driven Life. And mm. so, you know, um, that was really good. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, I heard quite a few things out of that. And I just want to circle back around. First, you talked a lot about just the values of honesty, integrity, and then I would say even the value of generosity yeah. that came out of those things. Um And I I think we live in a world today that is, well, I would say craving to see people living out those values. Um, you know, help me out as a a parent of younger children, right? And uh, you have kids that are living out those values yeah. uh, now. That are, as you said, uh, it's fun to be with adult kids, right? <laughs> um, you know how, how do you how do you instill that into those values into your kids? How do you how do you share that and show that to them?
1: Uh, well, you know, um, that's that's a good question. It's a little bit difficult, you know. I don't yeah. know that you um, are. At least I wasn't constantly. Uh, focused on that but i you know i think one of the best things that you know a parents can do for their uh, children is to show them a loving relationship you know mm. in their marriage mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know i think that um you know our our time here on this earth you know i believe is about relationships mm. it's about you know a relationship with god a relationship with others it's about yeah. loving god and loving others you know uh and intertwined in that is you know living for a higher purpose but you know um we we really tried to you know it, it just it was natural for us to have a yeah. you know they saw a loving uh atmosphere a loving relationship in the household and and this you know just out of that you know naturally comes you know uh learning how to be kind mm. how to be patient how to be forgiving mm-hmm. how to be thoughtful um you know how to be a servant you know mm. when you when you marry somebody you know, you, uh, it's like Jesus, uh, in the last supper, it's like, I, you know, he's saying, I lay down my will for you, right. you know, you're laying down your will for the other person. Right. And, uh, so that's really like, you know, that's, uh, we, we can't completely understand God's love, uh, yeah. but we get bits and pieces of it. And that's really, you know, uh, it's, uh, you know, learning how to love and learning how to love unconditionally. Mm. you know that sort of thing so yeah. there's just lots of um great traits that you know over the time if you just interact with your children and you, you know they see you having a a great relationship with your spouse yeah. and you know that takes work it, this doesn't naturally come you have to really work at it um right. but um all those things come out and uh you know, I'm really pleased. You know, we have fantastic uh, kids; they're bright and stuff. And I'm sure that they've been—they were a challenge for a number of the teachers here at school. But, <laughs> but uh, wow. you know, that's just because I think they're, you know, a little bit, uh, yeah. a little bit bored, if you would. Yeah. But You know, they're still yeah. good kids yeah. and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, they are. I think I think our, all our kids are challenging at times, but it's a little bit part of you know who they are, and 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 even in those challenges, I think they learn, you yeah. know, and, they, and then yeah. they, and then they learn the values of what comes out of those, those challenges like uh, yours have. So what, what would you say to someone who is, you know, watching this or a younger person or maybe a parent who's got a child who's, uh, you know, thinking about becoming a lawyer, thinking about, uh, becoming a, uh, you know, a patent attorney or intellectual property attorney, what, what would, what advice would you give them? What, what, what leading living advice would you give them?
1: Well, I guess, you know, like it, um, I would, my advice would be really to stop and, and think it through and make really good decisions. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not so much, so much of a, you know, go with your heart or go with your feelings kind of thing. Try to make a really good decision because, um, being a patent attorney is a fantastic career mm-hmm. and it's particularly a fantastic career, uh, for women. I don't mm-hmm. mean to be sexist, but you nope. know, once you learn how to do this, um, you can, you can, um, uh, have a great career, whether you work full time or whether you take some time off, you know, um, right. to raise a family or something, yeah. you can get back in it and, uh, and you can work anywhere in the United States. And, um, it's just, a uh, a really rewarding career and it and it's uh, well paying if you would, yeah. but you know make smart decisions. You know it's uh, if you go to uh, one of the cheapest law schools, it's going to cost more than one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and you know I'm, I'm I like think about money a lot, not and, yeah. and not yeah. in a you know bad sense, but it's no. like you know somebody a good
0: steward has to yeah right? you know you somebody
1: don't. has to make two hundred and at least $225,000 for you to have $100,000 to pay for law school. So one thing would be, you know, make sure that um, you really prepare for the LSAT test because a lot of these uh, schools now are um, uh, giving 60, 80, 100% scholarships. When I went to school, that was like not, not around at all. You know, Rob, uh, my son, Rob, uh, you know, studied for it and there's classes and, You know, he got some scholarships that were like $160,000 a year, you know, in New York and stuff like that, but it would cost him a hundred something thousand dollars to live in New York. But he had a really great uh, scholarship at, um, uh, he went to Mm UAD and he worked for me. And so you have to also think about, you know, is it really worth it to, to go to school full time? Uh, because that's three years and you're losing all that income, you know, for three years, but, you know, think it through. It's a big, it's a, that's a lot of money to spend and, and, uh, you can do lots of things with that and, um, do something that you're good at, uh, and learn how to love something you're good at, you know? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think, but, um you know not everybody a lot of times a lot of times people going to uh law school you know believe it or not uh, it's because they got a degree that they can't get a job with so right, you right. really have to think about you know are, you know are you going to make a second mistake here or not you know and yeah. uh yeah. so that's probably not the advice that people would you know think naturally that somebody yeah. would give but you know just be smart about it
0: yeah no i agree i think if you're if you're doing anything for money yeah. or uh, for ease, or you just kind of feel like you have to, uh, you're, you're one, you're not going to be successful in it, right? Because yeah. there's no passion behind it. right? Uh, two, you're going to get to be middle-aged, and you're going to hate hate everything, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and really, if you don't love what you do and get to go and love that where you're doing it, it's going to be hard to come home and love who you're with yeah. because you're going to be carrying just misery right. all day. So right. I, I hear you completely, and I think that is just great advice for any person as they're preparing and thinking about their career path. Uh, A love what you do and learn to love what you do and and do it for the right reasons. Yeah. And uh, be able to see not that you get to, not that you have to go to work every day, but you get to right. Yeah, And yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree with you on that one. Hey, so Carrie, let me ask this. If you could tell yourself something 10 years ago, your 10 year old, I heard this question one time and I loved it and I just thought it was great. What would you tell yourself a decade ago?
1: You mean like buy more Amazon or
0: eat less <laughs> right. cake? Yeah, right, yeah. That definitely. kind of thing. Amazon and Apple stock, yeah, yeah. all those things. <laughs>
1: uh, well, you know, by that time, I knew that um, I had a pretty fantastic life. Yeah. You know, and I would say, you know, just remember that you 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 have a life that was beyond anything you could have dreamed of. Mm. You know, you, you have this wonderful family, you have this wonderful relationship with your wife, you know, keep working at that. Keep, mm-hmm. you know, um, don't stop, you know, like uh, study them, study your wife, learn how to love her, you know, get yeah. a bachelor's degree, get a master's degree, get a PhD, and then become an expert at that. And, yeah. You know, just don't stop and, yeah. and cherish those moments with, with your family and, uh, take, you know, be serious about your career, you know, take, take risk. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, remember, you know, why you're, uh, doing these things. You yeah. know, for me it was, you know, I wanted to, uh, I loved what I was doing and I wanted to be, you know, a, a great provider for my wife and my family. That was yeah. my motivation, you know? Yeah. And so, um, but you can overdo with that sometimes. And just, mm-hmm. you know, and I would say, um, you know, because I was such a thinker planner, I would remind myself, you know, try to live in the moment sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, don't always be living for the next five years or something like that. Live mm-hmm. live in the moment, enjoy things that are here and now because um, they're precious yeah. and uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You, know, you never know what's going to happen No.
0: And you're doing that. You guys just you took the family on a little vacation. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, terrific. That's terrific. Yeah. So let me ask this question: what um, What are you What are you telling yourself the ten year from now, Carrie? What are you What are you preparing for? the 10 years from now uh, the future know? me the future you yeah. yeah what are you telling yourself
1: well you know i tell myself well um don't be so mad at me you know mm-hmm. at this time i had a lot of things going on you know juggling some businesses and yeah you know my life my wife having uh you know died you know two years ago well, uh, right. april um 30th mm-hmm. and um you know, still struggling with that, but yeah. I'm going to get through it and I'm going to look forward to other things. And, uh, just remember, you know, again, that, you know, this, from my perspective, this life is about relationships, you know, yeah. and work on those relationships and, um, you know, remember to call your, your, your children and yeah. call your grandchildren and, and, and work on being a, uh, a better father. And, um, and, you know, uh, you know forgive your yourself about the past you know things yeah. happen and yeah. and uh things don't always work out the way you uh you want them to but right. they work out the way god wants them to yeah. and i guess just uh you know i would say to myself you know if you um if you find somebody you know i hope that uh you're you're enjoying that person's company and yeah. that uh you're having fun
0: yeah yeah you know i think i think there's a lot of just Tremendous nuggets there. I mean, first, you know, we have to look at ourselves in the mirror, and and I believe this. I, you know, I I I can take some heat once in a while for this, but I, I truly do believe this. You know, I I I don't I don't believe God sees us as poor, wretched, miserable sinners. You know, I no. I think God sees us in the light of His Son, which is this amazing, wonderful, loved children, and. And I think, I think God wants us to see ourselves in the same way that he does, you know, and, um, and, and to be able to forgive and to be able to move and say who we are, which is his, his redeemed, royal, wonderful children um, yeah. that he delights over, right? I mean, um, and, and, you know, I think this is that parent-child relationship that I heard you kind of talking about, too, of just, um, you know, when I look at my children, I never see in them as the defining character of who they are, I never see the things that they've done wrong, or the headaches that they've caused me, or the hurts or heartaches. I see my two girls that I love, that I would do anything for it, and yeah. moment's notice, right? Yeah. and um, and I think that's how God sees us. I know that's how God sees us, and uh, I think we need to, like you were saying, see ourselves in that same way. Yeah, you know, and uh, and then two, cherish the relationships we have. Right, you know, and yeah. uh, I think it really is family first and work and life second. And, and, you know, a lot of times people say, well, God's first. I, I actually have come to realize God's already all the, always there. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't, yeah. we don't have to name him first because he is, he's the center, right. you know? And so it's not, I don't, I don't even think I would say it's God family career. I think it's just family career and God's just always around in the midst yeah. there, you know, sometimes lifting us and right carrying us and, and then two, I, I just loved your your reality too of uh, God's got this. Yeah. God's got everything go, that's going on through us, and um, and that's just that's just amazing. Carrie, any closing thoughts? Any anything you're you're saying? Man, I I really want to just share this.
1: Oh no, I just I guess um, I've been uh, blessed really to you know have uh, uh, to uh, have have faith. Yeah. And to, to have realized it and I'm blessed to um, uh, get closer to Christ through my uh, wife. And, you know, I'm happy, you know, I'm delighted that I get a chance to, um, you know, think about other people and, and to try to give that to them. You know, a lot of yeah. times when I first started, you know, coming to the chapel, I think about all the generations that came before me yeah. that helped make this possible, yeah. you know, all these yeah. people that, that. You know, did something to yeah. to help someone else along um, in their faith, and um, you know, that's just a great thing. And a lot of times, we we think that our faith is for ourselves, but mm. it's you know, it's not really. It's for us to it's for us to share with other people. And and you know, yeah. um, you know, God's so giving that we need to learn know how to uh, learn how to give to other people um, in all aspects of life. Yeah, you know, yeah, so.
0: Well, I got to tell you, you've given me the blessings of just a tremendous friendship. And uh, I learn from you every day. (laughs) And uh, I really do. And uh, I'm a better... I'm a better husband, a better father, a better pastor, and a better oh. person because of our friendship. So I really do thank you for everything. And oh, thank uh, I you, know pastor Greg. there are a lot of people out there that are going to watch this and they're going to learn too. And, <laughs> uh, and it's going to be really great. So, Kerry, thank you so much oh, for your time. My really pleasure. I really appreciate it. And uh, once again, we'd invite you to share this, uh, review it, uh, subscribe to this podcast, and uh, uh, continue living out each and every day, faithfully living and faithfully leading. Thanks everybody and we'll talk to you next month.